AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Uh, dashboard light problems? We can help. Our free fix finder service can read your check engine light, ABS light, and service indicator light, and give you possible solutions, verified by licensed technicians. You'll even get detailed results sent straight to your email so you have them when you need it most. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. The free fix finder service, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, More details at AutoZone.com. Dear Vet Ticks, it was nice to spend the night with my daughter and other veterans. It's so humbling to attend an event when you feel appreciated. I had a wonderful time with my family. Thank you for the memories, Vet Ticks. Dear Vet Ticks, thank you for a great experience and for your support of the military and veterans. Thank you so much, Vet Ticks. Our family has gone through a lot the last few years, and this gave us a nice break. Every empty seat at a concert, game, or special event is a missed opportunity to say thank you to a veteran or a service member. By giving your extra tickets to Vet Ticks, you'll help America's heroes reduce stress, strengthen family bonds, and create a truly happy memory that will last a lifetime. So when you really want to say thank you for your service, give the experience, give the memory. Vet Ticks, give something to those who gave. For more information on how you can make a difference, go to vettix.org. Louisiana broadcasters are looking for the best of the best, announcing the 2022 LAB Broadcast Scholarship Program. Two $2,000 scholarships are available to Louisiana broadcasting students to help enhance or put the finishing touches on an education and career in broadcast. Stop by this station, call 1-800-364-7260 or go to www.broadcasters.org. Deadline for entry is January 28, 2022. The Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Scholarship Program. Good for you, good for us, great for Louisiana. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. It is hour number three of the Sports Hangover. Thank you for tuning us in as always. A couple of ways to get involved in the show. You can call us 800-998-1003-BUDDY. We'll say hello to you when he answers the phone. You can also tweet at us at ESPN Radio Nolan and answer our question of the day, which I will get to in a matter of minutes. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Today's more that what that Campbell Wednesday hump day is what it is. Tell you what, Juan Kincaid texted me here as well from Fox 8. Sports director brings up a good point. Who's the best shooter in that family? <laughs> I thought it was a very touching moment to see Steph walk on over and give Dell, his dad, the basketball. And Juan says he remembers how quick that release was from Pops. As always, a little words of wisdom for you. He brings up Richard Hamilton back in the day with the Pistons. Who are some other three-point shooters that you can remember that, uh-oh, not just you knew when it touched their hands it's going in, but just did something remarkable with that shot, too. Steph Curry, man. 
So congrats to him. Bit of history yesterday over in the garden. As far as the Knicks go, based off of the NBA Today show here on ESPN, they're a disaster. <laughs> oh, everybody ready to blow them up all the way over there. And they were supposed to be the place to go. Play. Anyway, I'm not getting into that. Anyway, um, but... One more bite I wanted to play, and this was Steph yesterday talking about actually breaking the record and finally getting that over with. Reggie and Ray, for me, were the icons of shooting the basketball, obviously along with my dad. Uh, but to be out there on the court and have those guys supporting me and cheering me on and uh, enjoying the moment with me, like it's, it's hard to really put into words. You see the, the, the polished product out there, but right. you know, the – the, the reps and, and that's gone into it over the, uh, the course of the journey and knowing how many teammates have been a part of this as well. Somebody's got set screens for me. Somebody got them in the ball. And, you know, there's, there's been a lot of people that have, have, have filled in, you know, those roles for me as well. So hopefully they can celebrate this as well. Indeed. Um, one of the things, as I mentioned, just running around the screens, getting those shots done. Reggie Miller was part of the broadcast. Ray Allen was there as well. Really cool photo of all three guys holding a jersey together. Reggie. I don't know. Can't believe I didn't bring that up too. In the garden, <laughs> in one of those minutes, forgot what was it like eleven points or something in seconds. Um, that, yeah, that guy, with that performance, he was also another uh, incredible shooter, to say the least, too. Um, but again, different, just their size too. It just, it, it's it's fun just to watch him play. But definitely, you got to put uh, Reggie Miller there as well. One of the big stories of the day. It is. Signing day, part one. Still have the Wednesday in February, but now in December you have that early signing period. And for LSU, at the top of this hour, Matt Moscone will go through the entire list and get you caught up with that here as well. Didn't expect to have a lot of bigger names or big classes or signings today. Expect some transfers and stuff of that nature come in February is what he's been saying. And, of course, with Brian Kelly still trying to get an offensive and defensive coordinator, the word yesterday was he was trying to get Brad White, the defensive coordinator from Kentucky, yesterday during a a a telethon, a a a thing that they were trying to do to raise money for the devastating areas in Kentucky that got hit by the tornadoes. Uh, the head coach came on and said, "No, no, Brad White's staying. He's staying, and he's donating his entire bowl bonus um, to the tornado relief." So they're still looking for the top two coordinators. But Brian Kelly did get Walker Howard. Shouldn't be that much of a surprise, especially after that video they posted this weekend. He officially signs five-star quarterback, number one dual threat QB per ESPN. Also another big signing, Quincy Wiggins, a four-star D-lineman. Bama and Florida were making a hard push for him late in the process. He's 6'6", 265. And Will Campbell, he and Howard are one and two in the state. So numbers one and two top prospects overall in Louisiana, staying home. And Will Campbell's a tackle, 6'6", 286. Number one in the state. Number five overall in the country. So good for him. But the big news is Travis Hunter. And you're probably going, who's Travis Hunter? If you haven't been following it, you probably know who that is. Number one overall recruit in the country. He's a cornerback. He was committed to Florida State. At the announcement today, though, he... Takes out a Florida State hat.
He puts on a J. White and blue cap. No, it's not Jesuit. It's Jackson State. And you can hear the gym going bananas as he takes a Florida State cap and then flips it into the crowd. And somebody in the crowd throws him a Jackson State cap. And, uh, yeah, he's going to go play at primetime as he puts on Jackson State gear. I mean, you can't even hear him. The place is going bananas. So, now, as Sean Fox was saying last hour, uh, reportedly a $1.5 million NIL deal with, um, with Barstool Sports, who also helps with Deion Sanders and has a deal with him. So, look, but it, it is big news. It is absolutely big news. He's going to Jackson State over there. And last year, Dion, you know, brought over a pretty big recruit there as well. So Dion yesterday said he was going to shock the world. He was going to shock the country. And they did. So it's something, uh, you know, considering the GIFs right now are absolutely fantastic. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, Deion Sanders getting the number one high school recruit to go to Jackson State over there in Jackson, Mississippi. Pretty big, to say the least. So, uh, obviously, we'll have an eye on that. We also have an eye on the Pelicans taking on the Thunder. Gone from a four to a four-and-a-half-point favorite now in OKC. Last time these two teams played, the Thunder won 108-100 to back earlier in the season. So, let's see how things shake out this go-around in that game. You didn't have uh, Brandon Ingram. Remember, this was a stretch where Ingram was injured. So your leading score was Valentunas at 25, Graham 18, Hart had four, Naw had that 33-point game, Garrett Temple three. But you didn't have, of course, B.I., who's been killing it the last couple of games, seven to be exact. Ali Cosell put the text out there a couple days ago on really what the stretch is. And how good a stretch it's been for Brandon Ingram's in the last seven games. 27 points, 5.7 rebounds, six assists, almost two threes, an average a game, almost a uh, steal and a half a game. But from the floor, lighting it up, 51% shooting, 35.1% from three, 81 from the free throw line. So he's been playing very, very well. Herb Jones has picked it up offensively. You got to get some help, though, from um, either Hart or Graham consistently if they're going to be the one and two if this team wants to make a push to try to get to the 10th spot in the NBA playoff picture. And that's how we're going to have to start looking at it from here on out, right? This is the team that has to do it. Build around B.I., work around him, and that team's going to have to figure it out. If Zion shows up, he shows up. You almost have to act like you're surprised. Oh, wow, he's on the court. He's playing. I, I just think that that's the mindset that maybe they've already taken, but... It just is from here on out, right? You just don't know. We had Fletcher Michael on yesterday. He said he's hearing two to four weeks and then probably two weeks for him to get in the basketball shape. And that's if everything goes according to plan. Not another surgery needed. As we spoke about earlier this week, I think it was Jake Madison that mentioned it, that you know Kevin Durant had a similar injury and it required a second procedure for him to get healthy. And we've seen him come back and, and play well. So it's not like it's going to eventually hinder him moving forward. It's just... What's the quickest path for him to be healthy and get on the court? So that's where it is right now. Tenth seed, in case you're wondering, Sacramento, eleven and seventeen. New Orleans, eight and twenty-one. So again, from the tenth seed, 
Four losses back in the loss column. Can you make that up by the end of March, early April? As far as Sacramento goes, so much chatter yesterday. Maybe it's just the fan bases, but whatever. Um, lots of Pels fans want to try to go get the Aaron Fox. Is he available? Probably not. But he healed likely is still available. Do you want him or do you try to get, you know, other players? I don't know. When we spoke with Jake and others this week, it's, I don't know what kind of moves I tried to make because I don't know what this team sort of is in the starting five position without Zion being on the court. So we have that on the docket if you want to chit chat here as well. Also, we talked a little bit yesterday about the quarterback and where to go. Todd McShay released his top five mock draft and he had the Saints selecting Ritter, the quarterback from Cincinnati at 19 overall. And obviously, I think everyone's always been like, hey, it's Aaron. You go get Aaron. He was on, of course, the Pat McAfee show as he is every week. Kind of, you know, addressing his future. Really, not really. Nothing sort of new uh, other than, you know, he just loves to play football. It's not that this lessens the chances. Is that the chances given Aaron Rodgers are always what they are. This is no informa- new information for his team. So it's not like it's going to make the team play any worse than it's been playing or better. But that standard that he set, the players who've been in and out and the players who know what he's about, already got used to that. Any advantage Tom Brady has by doing it a different way is already baked in to their chances of success, and this doesn't change anything. Keyshawn Johnson of the Morning Show said it's all about attention when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. He likes to keep it vague and have people like Max and individuals that like that gossipy stuff to Mm -hmm. be able to gossip and and be able to talk about it. So he dangles the carrot in front of them, and guess what they do? They bite immediately, and he pulls it away and leaves just enough for him to come back just in case. And that's what happens. Almost. He says this, so now what we're doing right now, we're dissecting it. That was because he didn't completely answer what he wants to do with his future, and a lot of it comes off of the broadcast back on Sunday where the two gentlemen calling the game were like, you know, in our meeting, it really did seem like he, he's he's maybe happier in Green Bay. Look, hey, I think he absolutely knows what he's doing and how he's playing it, right? Hey, let me quickly tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app that I need you to go download. You need to use the code uh, LaRose as well. And when you do and sign up without a single buck, no deposit required. They're going to give you $100 in free bets just for signing up once you sign up, and it goes live in Louisiana. A couple of parishes in the state are trying to get some stuff together on how to monitor it all. Once that gets figured out, they're going to go live. Everybody else is ready to go here. So more importantly, go ahead and do it. You don't forget about it or you don't wait for it. Go download the app, DraftKings Sportsbook, put in the code LaRose, and just like that, you have $100 in free bets waiting just for you. And more importantly, no deposit required. Before we come back, Ralph Marlborough will rejoin us. We'll talk a couple of different topics specifically when it comes to the Saints and Bucks here as well. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Yeah. 
It's the Big Finish Sales Event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. With Early Paycheck, you can get your direct deposit up to two days earlier. That's another reason banking with Capital One is the easiest decision ever. Even easier than deciding to open the biggest birthday gift first. Happy birthday to you. Which one are you going to open first? The pony. Yep, even easier than that. Plus, with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is banking with Capital One even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. No fees or minimums on new consumer accounts. Capital One and a member FDIC. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back to Sports Hangover. Head coach Sean Payton back on Monday. He was told 11-point underdogs. That's what your team is. I don't think. I'm pretty sure that's something that I'm not going to bring up. Like, hey, guys, we're, you know, no one's respecting us. Ralph Marlboro, you don't buy that for a second, do you, sir? No, I don't. I think I think <laughs> this is a kitchen sink game for the Saints, man. The thing is, like, Tampa's not even a rival for the Saints, man. Because, Gus, in order to be a rival, like, the other team needs to win. The Saints, under Sean Payton, they kick Tampa's teeth in repeatedly. Even with, even with Brady. Like, Flowery Brant Community College in Georgia... That team is more of a rival than Tampa. And, I mean, like, the thing is with Tampa, I feel like not only are they, like, mercenary team, they got Brady, they got all these guys, but, like, their fans are mad that, like, Saints fans, we don't even I, – I think about Tampa twice a year. And then I don't think about them at all. Atlanta, I'm constantly making jokes. I'm constantly making fun of them. Like, Tampa's not – like, they're not a rival for the Saints. Like, they're just, they're just not. Like, I would say even Carolina's ahead of them now because we got Cam and we hate Cam, right? So even we have we have renewed interest in hating on Carolina. I would say Tampa's they're just not a rival. And I, I can't wait for Brady to retire or go to another team or whatever he does uh, so I can just go back to ignoring Tampa completely. That's a very interesting point because I, I think you're accurate on that. I think Tom getting there – has made the game, obviously, it's heightened the stakes and it's heightened how we view it. But you're right. I, I still think it's 
the Dirty Birds, and I guess I would probably put in Carolina in there. You've had some tough battles in there, especially, you know, when Smith was there at receiver, man, it was always just brutal. Yeah. <laughs> the way those games were, they were physical and all that. Speaking with Ralph Mulberry, I've Saints Forecast on Twitter, writes over there in WWL TV, and also part of the podcast Saints Happy Hour. So when you look at this, before we get to this too, when you look at Sunday, I mean, look, it was a win. Sure, they put up 30 by the end of the game, and, and that's your, your tally. But, Ralph, it, it's it's why my number one storyline heading into this week is I watched that game and I went, my goodness, the Saints cannot throw the football. They have got to get something out of the passing game on Sunday and moving forward. They have to. I mean, I, I kind of... I agree with you on, like, a macro level that, like, you have to throw the ball to win in the NFL. But, like, in a week-to-week level, like, do they? Like, I was watching that Jet game, right, and Sean Payton did all kinds of weird, exotic stuff in the run game. Like, Ken James Carpenter and Ian Wolfen, and they were doing all kinds of exotic stuff. But it wasn't, like, this for Taysom with RPOs and, like, trying to do, like, quarterback runs and stuff. The, the, the Taysom quarterback runs were the same – than it ever was. It's like, oh, yeah, it's Taysom Power, and we're going to have Ian Wolf over here, and just so you know, it doesn't even matter because you're the Jets. Like, I feel like Sean Payton, he hasn't really done anything weird with Taysom yet. Like, not real, right? And I, my theory is this, Gus. I think he's saving it up. Like, you don't break out the good stuff against the Jets because it's the Jets, right? And he couldn't do it against Dallas because why would you break out the, the good, interesting plays against Dallas you don't have Kamara, you don't have both your tackles, right? So, like, I think this week against Tampa, I think they're going to get crazy exotic with the running game with Taysom. Now, I kind of agree with you they need to throw the ball more, but, like, if they get the run game cranking up, they don't need to do that much more. And the thing is, Gus, like, I don't even know if they're capable this year. Like, they just are what they are. Their receivers are kind of terrible. Because, like, if you look at it, like, if they need to crank up the passing game, like if I said the Saints need a receiver to catch six balls for 85 yards of a touchdown, not exactly setting the world on fire. And I said they need one guy to do that. Right. Would you have confidence in anyone on the roster to do that for the Saints Sunday? If I said they, they need that to beat Tampa, would you be like, oh, yeah, this is the guy that can do it. Like I have no confidence that any of their receivers are capable of that. That's a very good point. Um, <laughs> and look, we did see a game this year with the Patriots. What, Mac Jones had three completions or something like that? Yeah. In there. Yeah. And, I, and I hear you. I just, I, I think also it depends on the team that you want. And maybe I'm wrong on this, but you probably have a better memory and you love looking at numbers better and more than I do. It is, is Tampa the, the team that Alvin Kamara struggles with the most or isn't as productive? I almost feel like Devin White is his kryptonite. I, I just, yeah. I, I feel like I close my eyes and every time no, 41's touching the ball, Devin White's hitting him. I, I think, I think, I think that's completely fair uh, with Tampa. I mean, Tampa, their linebackers are superb and they're all really good and they run. And unfortunately for the Saints, Tampa's defense is the healthiest it's been all year. Like, right. I wonder how that feels like to just have your team like, yeah, we finally got healthy. That must be wonderful, right, Gus? But that's that's the concern with Tampa because the thing that's been there been there Achilles feel is that their secondary is going to beat up and you can throw on them. The one thing I will say with Tampa though, we, we there's this perception that oh their run defense is great, it's impregnable 
giant wall and you can't get past it. You just can't run on them. But this year, you kind of can. Like they average, they give up 4.4 yards of carry, and they don't give up a lot of yards because mostly they blow out. Teams and teams have to throw the ball. I really think, like, it's going to be like Christmas for all the uh, run the damn ball people that watch mm-hmm. the Saints and watch on Peyton run the ball. Like, I think it's going to be like the Saints are going to come out and they're going to try to run the ball early on Tampa. Is that Camara? Is it Ingram? We'll see. But like, I don't think you're, I don't think you're wrong about Camara struggling against, against the Bucks just because it's, it's, it's such a hard Tampa. is such a hard slog to get. Like you're not going to, they, they only given up one run. They, their longest run they thirty nine yards one time. They haven't given up a forty yard run all year. Mm-hmm. So like it's just it's just hard going for Kamara. And he's not. You remember when the Saints used to play Tampa and under Hazlitt, and they and, and even under Hazlitt, the Saints could beat Tampa. That's another reason why Tampa's not a rival. But when the, when Tampa had that cover two, right, and he was like, we're going to play cover two, and to beat Tampa, you got to sledgehammer that run game. And Jim Hazlitt was like. Okay, you you're getting thirty carries and you're gonna have hundred and five yards. Let's go do this. Right. Like Kamara is like he's not built for that. Although they did he had thirty touches against the Jets. But you know what I'm saying. He's not built for that. Hey, let's just bang him into the line and right. use four yards at a time. So I think I think your perception that Kamara struggles against the Bucks is absolutely right because Kamara, a lot of his big plays come in space. And Tampa has the linebackers to shut that down. Bingo, right there. Yeah, they have the athleticism and speed to match that. I mean, and that's why I say that. It's not, you know, disparaging to him. I just think it's a good matchup. I mean, it's one of the very few and rare teams that I just feel like, and that's and that's the struggle that I feel going into Sunday, all right? I, I said this, Ralph, maybe you agree or don't. Taysom Hill has to be responsible for two touchdowns in this game, one way, shape, or form. Both his legs, both his arms, one apiece in the air and the ground, doesn't matter. I need at least two TDs from him because I keep thinking if, if they neutralize Alvin, where is the points coming from? Where, where else can the Saints get points from, Ralph, on the offensive side? Well, to me, it has to be Taysom, and it has to be sort of, and this is why I think Tony gets—he got so frustrated in the Dallas game. I mean, he didn't call it Kenny Stills by name, but he did it right. Is that when when Jason's going to have to make some plays out of broken nothing that forces runs and pick up, picks up a first down, runs for 15 yards. But I think the thing for the Saints in this game is when they have the perfect teamed up play. When when you know Sean Payton's like, I'm setting this up, I'm setting this up, I'm setting this up. Boom! Here comes the screen to Nick Vanette. And it's set up perfectly for the crossing route to whoever. Like, they have got to hit them. Because Tampa on offense, like, like Tom Brady, eh, he misses a throw. Somebody's going to say, whatever. We're going to have seven, eight. That's a good point. Make big plays, right? The good Saints point. are probably in the passing game. Let's be realistic. They're probably going to have five chances to hit, like, 20, a play of 20 yards. And when they have those five chances, if they want to beat Tampa Sunday, they better hit, like, four of them. Like, and it's going to be scheme driven, and it's going to be it's going to be a moment where you can't have like in the Dallas game where they're down and he misses Traquan Smith because of his finger, and you could just see him. He's like he was there, and I missed him, and we should be winning fourteen thirteen. Like you can't have those moments against Tampa, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. But it's going to be limited opportunities, and that's where the, that's going to be such a struggle, Gus, because like it's hard if you're like. 
this is it. This is you. You're going to have like four shots, five shots that they're going to play in the passing game. You better hit them. Like a, a, a functioning passing game isn't that way, but that's where, that's, a, like, like that's where the Saints are. And it's just going to take a master. It's going to take them playing incredible. It's going to take Sean Payton having a great game plan. Um, you know, but the good thing is they match up. The Saints match up against Tampa on defense. But they just – Dennis Allen's team gives Tom Brady fits. The Saints right. have people that can cover. Uh, Lattimore constantly stuns Mike Evans. And, and Mike Evans – and the one thing about Lattimore and Evans, as, as, as professional athletes, as they've become more empowered players, right, they don't dislike each other, right? Like NBA players, they don't, they don't have rivalries. They don't hate each other. They all have the same ages. They hang right. out. Like, it is fun. Lattimore and Mike Evans hate each other. They really <laughs> do not like each other, and it is just a joy to watch them go at it. And the thing is with Lattimore, sometimes he's interested, sometimes he's not. You're like, how can you let this mediocre receiver get beat him? You know when he plays Mike Evans, he's locked in. He's probably watching extra films, and he's doing a little cardio the other week. Like, I love that matchup, and it is going to be – so it's going to be so good Sunday. I just feel like this game, Gus. This this is like the Saints. If they lose this game, they're kind of not officially eliminated. But you're six and eight, and they kind of it's going to be really hard to run the table. But if they win, there's a there's a chance when they kick off Sunday night, you're like you're, you're getting Chris Collinsworth saying like, "Hey, Al, the Saints can win this game. <laughs> They'll control their own destiny in the NFC." So like, I just feel like. This is a game where the Saints, they're going to give their best effort, but I just think all of Sean Payton's history, what does it tell us, Gus? When crisis, when it's crisis time, he solves his problems with aggression. I think you're going to see fake punts. I think you're going gimmicks, a fake punt or two. And I'll tell you what else, as we wrap up here, Ralph, I also look at the fact that he came out this morning and said, Oh, we're gonna have to be aggressive with the throw. You know what that means? Two throws the entire game. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's it. I almost expect that for one way, shape, or form. Hey, uh, tomorrow again, that column over on WWL TV is gonna address that. You don't think the Bucks are a rival? I don't think they are. I mean, like they. I think their fans want to be, but like, okay. we, like, like fans, we 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 pick rivals not based on facts. Like it's 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 emotion and it's all these different things, and like. Tampa just ain't it. Like, it's Atlanta, it's Carolina, and then it's Tampa in that order. And it doesn't matter that they have Brady, and it doesn't matter that they think our rival. But I will end on this, Scott. If the Saints win Sunday and they beat Tom Brady for the fourth time with the third different quarterback, I will be insufferable on Twitter. I will laugh and laugh and laugh. I may need to take CCO on Monday, and I may I might just get drunk and pass out in my deck. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Ralph Marble, if you want to go check him out over on Twitter, it's real simple. At Saints Forecast, the podcast is Saints Happy Hour. As always, we join him on Wednesdays around 2.15. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the time. All right. Next week, guys. Next week. See you then. Quick break. We come back. Phone lines open the rest of the way. Uh, A big, I wouldn't say decommitment, but uh, a, a target for LSU has chosen, as Ralph would put it, Arrival. I'll tell you about that next on ESPN New Orleans. I'm gonna leave it all out there tonight. I'm gonna leave it all out there. I'm gonna leave it all out there tonight. 
Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I'd like to carry more parts at my shop, but I just don't have the room. Every time I go in the back to get wiper blades, I trip over a dusty crate of Honda air filters, then bang my head on some GTO radiator hoses. eBay Motors never has that problem. They stock all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, with everything from new headlights to vintage gear shifters. I can't imagine being able to stock 122 million parts. I mean, where would I get all those shelves? eBay Motors. Let's ride. Hi, I'm Carson Kressley. Of all the most valuable resources in the world, kindness is the most precious. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to make the world a kinder place for animals. Rescuing those caught in disasters, protecting animals on our farms, on the silver screen, and the world's remarkable and endangered species who need our care to help them survive. All of us can make a difference by making humane choices at the supermarket, in our choice of entertainment, and by supporting conservation and rescue efforts. It's not hard at all. Make being kind a lifestyle choice and visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways you can help build a more caring, compassionate, and humane world for animals and for all of us. Sarah Spain. She is resigning now in this moment because she has been proven to have failed all of those girls. And me, Jason Fitz, are Spain and Fitz. We are back. College football has built into it nostalgia. Sarah Spain. A connection to a community. This will not have that. Jason Fitz. He is, when he is healthy, considered to be one of the great young pieces in the game. Spain and Fitz returns weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Oh, boy. So, we do have head coach Sean Payne from this morning. He spoke at his teleconference. But he apparently did not do it at the facility. Jeff Duncan, Mike Triplett, reporting Sean Payne did not attend practice today after feeling under the weather. According to team officials, he has tested negative for COVID-19 and is working from home. No timetable for his return. Sounds like he is day-to-day. Now, I don't know if you picked it up yesterday a bit when I played Eric McCoy when he spoke on Monday. He kind of sounded a little under the weather, huh? I guess it was him talking about the, the flight home a little bit. Yeah, man, it just felt good. Um, I mean, I went to sleep, but, you know, I heard the guys uh, talking and laughing, and uh, it was just overall a good environment and a good place to be in. So we're looking to carry that into another week. Hmm. Is it a little horse to you, or is it just me? I have absolutely no clue. Um, I'm kind of a guy that just takes it one game at a time, one week at a time, and just kind of focus on that and not the, the huge picture. I don't know. It kind of sounds like that voice is cracking a little bit. I, I don't know. Anyway, um it could be allergies there as well. I I've had a tickle, and I'm. It's I, I, it's the fact that it's eighty degrees again outside. That's what it is. Grass is growing, and there's allergies in, in the air and everywhere. So hopefully, though, Coach Payton does not have COVID. But remember, last week you had Cam Jordan. You also had Mark Ingram, Ty Montgomery. Now the NFLPA just released a tweet a little bit ago, um, kind of lambasting the NFL in that they took away the daily testing protocol and procedures. Now, you don't have to test daily. 
and they feel that because of it, that you're having these outbreaks the way they are, and more importantly, spreading throughout team facilities. And the thing that we're talking about here is 14 Cleveland Brown players are on the list, including Mayfield. But there are seven teams right now. Adam Schefter tweeted this four hours ago. In the enhanced COVID protocols, the Browns, the Bears, the Falcons, the Lions, the Rams, the Vikings, and the Washington football team. Other NFL quick tidbits. Panthers have designated quarterback Sam Darnold to return from IR. And also, uh, Adam Schefter saying that New Orleans is moving to 2025 to host the Super Bowl. And that does not come as a surprise to the city of New Orleans. It had planned for this potential move during the bid process, forecasting a 17th game in early Mardi Gras which would preclude it from hosting in 2024. So Vegas is now going to host the Super Bowl in 2024. New Orleans, 2025. So the next Super Bowl a couple years away because of an early Mardi Gras, and they didn't want to conflict with all of that. So New Orleans, 2025 now will host the Super Bowl. Vegas will host it in 2024. Also, Cardinals... Receiver DeAndre Hopkins expected to miss the rest of the regular season with a sprained knee, but the team is hopeful to get him back at some point in the postseason, perhaps there. But that's, um, that, that's you know, it's a big loss there. Now, Hopkins is seeking a second opinion. Still uncertain whether Hopkins will need surgery, but either way, his regular season is believed to be over with a, you know, quarter of the season left, four games left. So that's some of the... um other NFL news to, to pass along quickly. As we said, Sean Payton spoke this morning, had this to say, not only about the game, but more importantly about controlling the emotions in the game that he probably feels it's going to be a battle between these two teams, right? Look, the Bucks have got to go out there and probably will play as trying to prove they are the better team. They just haven't beaten the Saints. They won the Super Bowl last year. Um, they lost to them. They lost to them again this year. I know they beat them in the playoff game. I, I'm aware of that. But you always see this. It's always going to be a 15-yard penalty, one way, shape, or form, right? Controlling the emotions of the game, Sean feels, will be a key aspect Sunday. I feel like the same with Carolina and Atlanta to some degree. I think it's division games against good teams. I think generally speaking, um, you know, you, you watch the film or, or the game versus Buffalo where Tampa played, and, and shoot, that was contested, heated, emotional. Uh, I think I think a lot of it has to do with the game and the teams as opposed to the series itself. Um, but, yeah, we, we talk about all of that in, in uh, during the course of the week. And, and, you know, this is going to be a night game and crowd noise will be loud, you know, all of those things. Now, I mentioned it with Ralph that earlier as well in the teleconference, the lack of passing yards was brought up to head coach Sean Payton. As I mentioned when you add all three Saints quarterbacks together, there is a total of 2,748 passing yards. All but five NFL starting quarterbacks have more yards individually than the Saints combined with three quarterbacks. So Sean earlier today touched on, yeah, it might be a need to at least be a little bit more efficient 
in the air? I think it depends on the game you're in. You know, there's, there's some games where you're going to have to be proficient throwing it. You know, we're going to have to have a good throwing game this Sunday, uh, you know, based on some of the things that, that, that Tampa does so well. And, and so um, I think it's more a matter of that game and, and, you know, what the plan is in that game. But, uh, you know, you, you want to be – efficient at it and and you want to you know be able to execute when you're choosing to and and especially when it comes to your third down numbers tom brady by the way just single handedly has the most in the nfl right now 4134 on the season they do have a thousand yard receiver chris godwin 1,054. Mike Evans is right there, 885. You would assume they more likely will be at 1,000 by the end of the year. Fournette is close to being a 1,000-yard back. On the ground, he has 778 yards. Coach on both of those players first with Godwin. No, he's tough. He's physical. He's one of their go-to guys. He's a tremendous blocker. Um, I, I think He's one of their, I'm not going to say one of their more underrated players, but he's certainly uh, someone that we think highly of. I mean, he he does everything uh, you ask of a receiver, you know, and he's physical, he's smart. um, He's an important piece of what they do offensively. As for what he sees from Leonard Fournette? You know, it reminds me a little bit of when the Giants, in, in this Comparison is different relative to where he was at in his career, but when when they signed O.J. Anderson and then went on a Super Bowl run, you know uh, he brings stamina, power, balance. Um, he can run fast. I I think the, the the things that he does well, it's not just first and second down. He can play on third down, and he can he can play a lot of snaps. So. Uh, you know, that one-two punch of being able to throw the ball, come off a of play action and throw the ball, and, and then also have someone big and strong enough to to block the pressure looks, uh, I think that's it's, it's turned out to be a real good addition. Obviously, the secondaries on either team going to be important in this game. His thoughts on the back end? Uh, they're playing well. Uh, Todd does a good job with, with the pressure packages he uses. Those guys understand them. Um, and certainly to have Murphy Bunning and Davis back. Those are, you know, guys that uh, were real important players for them in their run last season. So um, they, they're doing a really good job of forcing you to get rid of the football quickly. Um, you, you can see the, you know, the pressure applied each week to the quarterbacks and, and how it comes. You know, preparing for it and simulating it is another challenge. One of the other aspects of it, of course, is playing Tampa for the second time already this season. 36-27, the final in week number eight when these two teams played. So can you take much from that, or is it, it, it – you get asked this every year, right, the second time you face a division opponent? Yeah, it seems – in this case, it seems like it's been a while since we played last. Uh, obviously, um, you know, both teams have changed since then, so – um, you know, it's a division opponent. There's some things you, you understand about personnel and about, you know, how they how they align, those type of things. But nonetheless, uh, there will be a lot, of another, a lot of new faces in this game. So that leaves one final thing. 
Right, Coach was touching on it. It's something we're going to be keeping an eye on who comes back. Injury report. And Ryan Ramchek, we'd hope to be getting back sooner rather than later. And <laughs> he was asked, had he suffered any additional injuries? He's still dealing with the knee. No, no. He's, he's still working through the same knee. And, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully sooner than later because he's important to what we do. And this like new, I guess, era of having IR for three weeks, is it just one of those things with players where you, when it's like right on that line of when they could possibly come back, you're just kind of making a gamble or guessing whether or not to put them on IR? If that yeah, sense. look, sometimes sometimes you're forced to make a decision. Maybe you need roster flexibility. And other times, you know, you're, you're, you're predicting the injury. I think or forecasting what you think the injury is going to take. I think that's right. So, quick break. We come back. Nick Underhill, New Orleans Dot Football, putting out there that Adam Troutman returned to practice. Mark Ingram, Cam Jordan were still out. And of course, as we just mentioned, Sean Payton stayed home today, feeling under the weather. I can tell you this, um, just from some friends that we know and kids, the flu is going around like fuck. So, it could very well be the flu. Sean Payton has tested negative for COVID nineteen. That per. Nick Underhill, Jeff Duncan, Mike Triplett as well. So Sports Hangover, final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. And nothing gets me down. You got it tough. It's time to have fun, so come on in. Come on in and win. It's magic. Cash magic. Come and feel the magic. Cash magic. Where Video poker players know there's a difference at Cash Magic, a big difference. At your local Cash Magic casino, you'll have fun playing the newest games while enjoying our fast and friendly VIP service. Cash Magic is my lucky place. They really do make you feel like a VIP. It's time to have fun, so let us make you feel right at home with our fast and friendly VIP service. Come feel the magic today at one of our nine Cash Magic casinos in Southeast Louisiana, including our two newest locations, Cash Magic Galliano and the Royal Flush in Homa, Louisiana's favorite place to play video poker, Cash Magic. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Must be 21 or older. Valid ID required. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Is pain putting a strain on your quality of life? Don't suffer in silence. Get relief at the Pain Center of Thibodeau Regional. Dr. Luis Hernandez and Dr. Keith Duplantis can provide solutions to neck, knee, and back pain, as well as pain associated with injury, arthritis, nerve damage, and migraines. Get help for your pain at the Pain Center of Thibodeau Regional. Call today, 985-493-4080, or go to Thibodeau.com. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. So it'll be interesting after today is all said and done and everybody gets to kind of digest 
who signed, who didn't, who's waiting to February to make a decision and such. But again, a lot of people are talking about Jackson State getting the number one overall player to come over and sign Travis Hunter grabbing a Florida State hat, which everyone thought he was going there. Sayers committed in a switch. $1.5 million Barstool Sports NIL. Name, image, and likeness deal. Find it interesting, Ross Dellinger just retweeted what Michael Katz, an Ole Miss reporter, just posted what Lane Kiffin just said. You're in free agency that there are no contracts. <clears throat> I really hope for these kids they get all the money they're being promised at all these schools when they get there because there's a lot of money being promised. So I hope for them that they get these guys get promised all this money to come to places, but they don't have a contract, which in free agency, obviously you would like in the NFL, know what you were guaranteed to get paid, what you're being told you're going to get paid. So he's feeling that in a lot of some of these situations, and I don't know if that's directly directed to the Jackson State situation or deal. But he does bring up a very interesting aspect of it. How many of these schools are going into contracts or trying to make sure they are contractually obligated? What's to keep a business, Jordan Kleber's frozen foods or whatever produce? Hey, I'm giving this kid 1.5 to come be the next great quarterback over at Southeastern. He gets there, doesn't pay him. I don't know. I think it's got to be some sort of signature at some point, and that could be binding. Now, I do know I go back to the day that the NIL thing was announced and passed and was ready to go, the day one. If you remember remember that, that one day, Matt had one of the assistant athletic directors for LSU on. And she said that they had been preparing for this. They have an outside firm that reviews it, gets in it, that they had, I thought, they talked about having a whole arm of the university in the athletic department in dealing with this and sort of being the liaison and the go-between. The deals have to be signed in one of the rooms so that there's representation that they, you know, it's not being signed on, you know, in the parking lot down here. So I think that could also be that next step in quote-unquote recruiting players. Hey, Jordan, I, I know this school is offering you this, but there's no promise to that. You come here, you could sign that, and day one you sign up, you show up, you're going to sign your deal, it will be legally binded through the school, the school will pay you, or I, I don't know how that works, but I, I, I want to say and feel, and I know Matt's going to talk a little bit more about this here coming up in nine minutes, that LSU was one of the, the fewer schools that was going, was kind of using it like that, like not a go-between, but they were going to make sure that they were aware and, and we're going to have legal or representatives that understood contracts, how to explain it, and things of that nature. D, I literally have two minutes before I have to get off the air. So make it quick. Go. 
hey, guys, listen, that uh, NIL deal, um, you know, when you got a guy that's the number one player in the country and he's going to pick Jackson State, and we know it's because, from what I'm hearing, a million and a half dollars, okay? Yep. That's great for the kid. No big deal. But now this kid's never, never going to go up against the competition he's supposed to. Not at all. He's going to – now it, you're, you're basically – before it was almost hiding. Now you're blatantly saying it's not about the education. It's not about the university. It's not about the prestige of the school or the games that you're going to be playing. It is all about the money. Okay? Now, I understand. I don't fault the kid because the kid could be poor. He might not have anything or whatever, all right? But now he is dictated as a young kid for the money. It has nothing to do. Because if you ask Deion Sanders, okay, a guy like Deion Sanders, Okay, when he's recruited, he does not go to Jackson State. You understand? Mm-hmm. Same thing with this young man that's going to Jackson State now. He does not. Go, I'm not throwing Jackson State under the bus. It's not. It is about realism. And when you have this kid now, he's going because somebody is giving him big money to go. And and the problem is is that most of these schools can't do that. So now, so now you're whisking away all this money on one guy. You know. And he's going to be above and beyond anybody else on that team. I mean, this is, I think the NCAA has to really just go away because there's no policing well, anymore. What can they police? No, I look, and like I said, man, I got about 30 seconds. We're going to, tonight's going to be interesting how it's all digested and people are going to kind of look at everything and see. Did players go sign for NILs? Did schools with their names still were attractive enough? And at the end of the day, did, um, that your success have anything to do with it. Shabazz Preston, Matt Moscone is going to talk about here in a quick sec. Four-star receiver LSU was targeting him. He chose Alabama. He was the number three receiver in the nation per ESPN. I'm done. Matt is up. D stay on town. Uh, Matt's going to touch on all of this here in a quick sec. Don't go anywhere. Matt Moscone next on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> 